0: Lynn Hiles Ministries presents, Dr. Lynn Hiles, That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. We want to welcome you to the program today. We are on location. You probably noticed that the set is different than our normal TV studios because we are on set in Irving, Texas at Calvary Church where uh, Pastor Ben Daly is the lead pastor And uh, I'm just really, really excited to have him on as a guest today. We've become great friends over the last several years, but we're going to share some things concerning his ministry and a few books he's written that I think are powerful that you need to get a hold of. But just to give you a little bit of the story of the background of how we met in my 40th year of Full-time traveling ministry. I kind of went through a little bit of discouragement, feeling like, well, things are changing so much, and and uh, you know, uh, a lot of times you'll you'll be doing ministry and people will be maybe not writing you or letting you know that they're listening. I'm wondering, I, and I I'm wondering, am I affecting anybody? Mm. And uh, I went to. I felt like the Lord spoke to me to go to a conference in Oklahoma City, It's one of the first conferences I've been to in years where I wasn't a speaker. But I felt the Lord spoke to me. And it's not that I wouldn't go. It's just that I just didn't have time. But I went into this meeting, and and Pastor Ben Daly was preaching this morning. And I leaned over and told my pastor friend I was sitting beside of, Pastor Paul Brownback. As a matter of fact, I'll just give him a little shout out. And uh, I said to him, now, this guy right here is saying something. <laughs> and he said, well, he wants to meet you. He listens to you some. And, of course, I had no idea the caliber of ministry the man had. But when I walked up to him, I, I... I he 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 just looked at me and began to weep and he said, Before you shake your hand, dude, I need to tell you, man, you just you've transformed my life with your ministry. And uh we just connected over that. And we've been coming to the Dallas Metroplex ever since and been part of their great ministry here. And I want him to share his story in just a few moments. But I want to tell you, first of all, who he is. And it is an honor to have you on, mm-hmm. Pastor Ben. It really is. And I'm excited for the people to really get to know you and to be able to reach out to you. And if there's anybody in the Dallas Metroplex area. You owe it to yourself to visit this great church here in this area. We've been coming into this area for some time and have been preaching here this weekend. But Ben Daly is the lead pastor of the Calvary Church. It's a multi-locational uh, church based in the dallas Worth Met- Metroplex. He is known for his love for the gospel, his creative style of communication, and non-conventional ministry. He oversees one of the most culturally diverse congregations in the nation. His unique ministry approach, paired with his love for people, have introduced an atmosphere for heart transformation. And it is a great privilege to have you on. Uh, And and let me say this as well, because this is not on the back of your book. But he also uh, has something called the Gospel Circle uh, Fellowship of Churches that is really equipping pastors and leaders to be able to make a transition into the Gospel of Grace. And we're going to talk about his book Captured by Grace in a few moments. Yes. But I want you to, first of all just to take the time you want and just share your personal story about you and and your journey. So just just make yourself at home. Welcome.
1: Well, I appreciate you uh for allowing me to be on your program and I want to shake your hand <laughs> and I want to honor you. This is such a great joy. Um you have been such a tremendous uh gift to not only me, but uh, to the leaders here at Calvary Church, uh, and to our uh, church family, and churches, you have a relationship now with all of our location pastors, and and they love you. And uh, I tell you, you have been a tremendous gift uh, in 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 our lives. Uh, and you do fit in, in my story. I'll tell you a little bit about me. I don't want to take a long time. I don't know how far take, back you want to take go. Take your time. But uh, I am the oldest son of uh, Dr. Tim and Lori Daly. Uh, my parents currently oversee a network of churches currently in 30 locations, seven countries, and growing my mom and dad have recently moved their uh, headquarters uh, back here in in the States. Um, there are six Daily Boys. I'm the oldest, so you've got Ben, you've got uh, Aaron, you've got Isaac, you've got Caleb, you've got Micah, you've got Josh, and uh, all of the Daily Boys are married with with children um and uh, i tell you uh, i'm i'm so uh, I'm proud of my brothers they pastor you know in uh, different states around the u.s and and uh, from california to arizona and uh, they are just great guys uh and then i met my uh best friend and my wife <clears throat> who uh, You know, and she loves you. My whole family loves you. But I met my wife, Kim, actually in high school. We dated for uh, three years and then we were engaged one year. And then, can you believe I wound up marrying my high school sweetheart? We were 19 years old and uh, we left California to go to Bible school, uh, actually in Texas. And uh, during Bible school, Uh, I became an intern for a man by the name of Dr. Jadon George, Pastor Jadon George. He pastored, um, at that time, it was called Calvary Temple. It's now Calvary Church. But Kim and I spent seven years uh, on staff at Calvary. And then in 2000, we left Texas uh, and we returned to California to do some church planting And uh, those were incredible years. And seven years later, uh, Dr. Jadon George actually asked us to return to Texas. So in 2007, 2008, we returned to Texas, back to Calvary uh, Church. And it's hard to believe, uh, Dr. Lynn, that uh, over the past 15 years, you know, I can sit here and talk about the many transitions, and changes, and succession, and now Calvary uh, Church being a, what's called a multi-locational church. We have churches uh, in many different locations and growing. Uh, I followed a man who pastored the same church for 45 years, and uh, I've had the privilege now of of uh, authoring uh, three books, as you said a moment ago, I have the privilege of overseeing now a network of churches and ministries called GCCM—that's Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. We've reached we recently launched uh, uh, what's called Gospel Institute, which is available to everybody watching. And I want to say that because you are one of our major, our main uh, instructors, not only for year one. But now we're launching year two and you've done some great, uh, uh, classes for the Institute uh, there. Uh, but I want to say this, I could talk about all this stuff, but my major wins, my major wins, my marriage, uh, I get to do ministry with my very best friend, uh, my wife, Kim, my family, um, my kids, you know, uh, you know, as well as I do, uh, you know, preachers' kids at different kids. And, you know, I get to do ministry with my daughter and, and her incredible son, my son in love. I get to do ministry with my son who oversees our television and creative and God's really raising him up. And, and, uh, and now recently I had a Christmas miracle. He got engaged to a beautiful girl in the church, but here's, what's awesome. My kids love Dr. Lynn house, you I know, preacher's kids. kids. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They, they don't like everybody, That's true. <laughs> but they love Dr. Lynn house. And then uh, a major win I would say is the journey that I've been on my personal grace walk. And I want to say that, uh, and, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about it, but when, when, when I came into, Uh, I guess I would say, began my eyes opening to a revelation of this new covenant that we get to live and enjoy. It's as you say, the gospel truly gives you your life back and you get to live again. I'll tell you, I was on a search looking for someone who could teach me the new language, the new covenant. The new covenant is the new language. We have to learn the new sentence structure of this message. And I didn't know who do I go to? What do I do? And because uh, it's a different message. Yeah. And um, I remember someone telling me, there's a guy you've got to check out. His name is House. Have you heard of him? I said, no, he says, he's got some television programs and he's got, you know, some YouTube programs and he's got content out there. And it sounds like you're saying what he's saying. You need to check it out. And I can't tell you what it meant you were a distant mentor to me and, um, you really, God used you to help, uh, learn this new language. And that's why I'm so grateful today. And I really feel like those of you that are watching, you know, if this ministry has, uh, really been impacting you and your life and, uh, and and the way you're now enjoying life and living man let this guy know it's always good to know yeah. that uh, what you're doing is is making a difference and uh, what a gift man god's given me to be able to now be in relationship with you and not only your television ministry but your your resources your books and material that that you work so hard to to make available to so many uh around the the world now and uh, so, man, that's a little bit about me. I don't know.
0: Maybe you, that was too much. You know, no. I want you to keep talking. But the thing that you know was so encouraging when I when we we met is I walked down there. Like I said, I was in my 40th year of ministry, and I'm thinking, you know, I've got 40 years on the road. and I thought maybe I'm becoming a dinosaur. It's time to maybe maybe I'm t- time for me to retire. You know, you wonder how many you know uh, people you're affecting, and and uh, when I met you. It kind of put some air back in my sails because you, when you, you reached out to me and you never, people were standing around you. It was a big, large conference. And I mean, pastors were so blessed by what you were saying. I mean, the room was full of just weary, tired people who've been on this treadmill of religion. And when I walked up to you and you saw me, you, yep. you know, people were getting your card and you saw me. I, I didn't even know you'd even know who I was. I was sitting in the congregation. You didn't even know I was there. And you just begin to weep and said, dude, before I shake your hand, I want to thank you, man. You saved my life, saved my ministry. And our marriage, everything's been better because of it. And your wife jumped up and said, he's not blowing smoke. He's telling you the truth. That's and, right. It puts some air back in my sacrum. Why? And, you know, because, you know, I don't care who you are somebody needs to encourage you once in a while that you really are right. effective. And when I came here, I had no idea the, no idea the size of your ministry, because I go to big and small. But when I saw Calvary, but the thing that was that, I mean, it was so celebrated when I came. I thought, I told you the first time I came, I said, you know, I've been hated so long. I don't know how to be celebrated. <laughs> and it's really, you know, it was just yeah. such a refreshing, and it truly put some air back in my sails. And I thought, wow. I was thinking about retiring. And I thought, maybe I shouldn't retire wow. yet. Maybe I've been a little more effective than I than thought. I thought I was. And, and that really ministered to me and, and spoke to me and your friendship has been so valuable. And when I see, you know, the fruit of some stuff that we've we've done over the years, I see these church, you know, the church in Wallace, North Carolina, the church in Griffin, the ones, the different locations that you have and the culture of these churches. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of the Queen of Sheba when she said, happy are thy servants. Wow people serve here, not because they have to. And I mean, there's a, it's almost, it's almost contagious. There's an excitement here as a result of that. And so, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the things that I really observed about your ministry. And so, you know, I, I think that's a culture that's, you know, that's incredible. So I I want to thank you for that. So I'm (laughs) grateful that
1: you, that that you didn't retire. I'm, I'm grateful because listen, in a world full of bad news and more and more bad news, I'm telling you the message of goodness. I've never been more convinced that uh, we have the message. Yeah. And I really believe, Dr. Lynn, that your voice is going to continue to uh, go uh, go out. But I think you're also uh, now used in a unique way to empower leaders yeah. uh, who are taking this this message now to the world that you have carried and I know felt. A long time you were by yourself, yeah. but there's an army of people uh, that now have the privilege of standing on your shoulders and and continuing. So that's awesome.
0: Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you kind of get around some other folks and you can kind of encourage one another in it and you see the momentum begin to grow. Yes, And I believe there are probably a lot of pastors and leaders out there that have come to the end of themselves. Now, you know, you've written a lot of books. I don't know how we exactly want to. To deal with some of this, but you know that they've hit what I call a wall, yeah, you know, and uh they know that they've come to the end of something, yeah, and i I can remember years ago when I first came to that wall and and uh, I hit this wall and it was like you know uh I hit this wall, and it's like i I didn't want to tell people that this there's this, this something's wrong, yeah. there's got to be more, but I don't know what it is and and so you know it was almost like I hit this wall and and the Lord took me to the song of Solomon, and he said that Uh, you know, he said, I brought you to the secret place of the stairs. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, every, I thought I'd come to a wall, but if you look at a set of steps, every step has a a step and a riser, step and a riser. And uh, what what I had done is, you know, I'd anointed the wall with oil. I'd rebuked the wall. I marched around the wall seven times, tried to run through a true belief over this. It was a spiritual wall. And the Lord said to me one day, and I could just picture myself almost like coming to this wall and put my fingers on the top of it and just stretch it and pull it up. And I looked up, I was glory for as far as I could see. And the Lord says, I've not brought you to a wall, brought you to a step. (laughs) And the wall, you've come to the end of something, but it's the secret place of the stairs. You've come to a place where you're about to say it. So what what would you say to leaders who've come to that place? And I have to say that I admire your guts, sir, Mm. your courage, pastoring literally a megachurch. There's no I mean that's just no two ways about it if you ever meet it. It's a mega church. And to pastor it, but to have the guts to be able to shift from maybe the traditional thing and what would you say to, to leaders that are a little bit afraid to do that or what what would you say? What would talk about your story a little bit that
1: way. Yeah, I I, I think uh, I, I think to understand that, um, you know, the 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 first book that uh, that I released uh, in 2012 is called collide when your desires meet God's heart you know and uh, I, i'm i'm going to talk about the collision it's the collision yeah. that you're talking about yeah. uh that uh, that i came to um you know to to some degree uh all of us have faulty assumptions about about uh, God about our life uh we want it all uh, we live in a culture that thinks you know we deserve it all but then sooner or later Uh, we get a wake up call. And here's how I say it. Our desires collide with God's heart. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment that we realize that his purposes and his plans are bigger and better than anything we uh, ever dreamed. And when a collision uh, occurs, Uh, we realize in that moment that we have been, you know, wrong about many things. We've been wrong about some ideas about God, ourselves, uh, our circumstance. And at that moment, when that collision occurs, we have a choice. Are we going to shake our fist at God or man, are we going to cling to him like never before? And here's the good news. The good news is God doesn't cause collisions, but thank God he can use them for our good. You know, I thought about this. The truth is we cause, I know we don't want to talk about it, but we cause most of our collisions. That's the truth. And uh, other people may cause them. uh, The devil may cause them. It really doesn't matter who causes them. Regardless of the source, God wants to use them for good, to direct us, to correct us, to perfect. Affect us. Look at anybody can bring good out of good, but only God knows how to bring good out of bad. Yeah. And so collisions, this book collide, because some of you right now are dealing with some collisions That's in your exactly life. Right. We're living in a world full of all kinds of collisions. Yes, sir. And let me tell you something. Uh co- collisions, if we can get a hold of this church, collisions are not the end. It's what you just said. It's the beginning of of something brand new. So let me get to where uh, you asked me that question. In my book, Collide, I talk about all kinds of collisions. I show you how to respond to collisions in every aspect of life. There's collisions in our marriage right now, parenting, work, church, leadership. And I know we like to say covid has caused all our problems, but the reality is I don't think it's caused much. COVID has only uncovered pre-existing conditions. There you go. In a lot of different areas of our life. Yeah. Uh, in our marriages, in our parenting, emotions, health, church, leadership, all kinds of stuff. So here's what's funny, Dr. Lynn. Three months, this book releases September of 2012. Three months after the release of Collide, I have one of the biggest collisions in my life, the end of 2012. So I write a book called Collide, and then I have a collision. My wife said, why couldn't you have written a book on prosperity? (laughs) But here's what I say. Here, Here was my collision. It was my innate desire to impress God with my goodness that collided with his desire to impress me with his. Goodness. Wow. And I tell you, I came to the end, but I love how you said it. It it wasn't the end. What'd you call
0: it? I called it the riser on a step, the secret place of the stair. Wow. This is a word for some folks. Yeah, today. I
1: believe it is. Yeah. This is a word for yes, some sir. folks today who feel like their collision is the end. Yeah. Wow. And that's what happened to me in in my life. I I came to the end. The fact is, I sat at a table at lunch one Sunday afternoon with a group of our staff. And I said, I'm done. I cannot carry another thing. And, you know, religion makes you stupid. Uh So someone at the table said, now, don't forget, pastor. You said you can't carry another thing. I had tears running down my face. I said, I cannot carry another thing. And someone said, well, don't forget now you got to carry your cross. And here's what I said at the table. I said, if I have to carry another cross, then you tell me what was his cross for. Think about it. Think about it. That question, Dr. Lynn, is what really, I mean, threw me into a, 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 a search for an answer. Yeah. What? What is the significance of that cross? Cause I'm offering people joy that I don't know anything about peace that I don't know anything about life that I don't know anything about. Our church was growing 30, 35% a year and I'm done. Yeah. I can't continue. I can't perform anymore for the people. I can't perform anymore for God. I'm done. And I literally wrote my resignation and here's what's crazy. I wrote my resignation. And when I did, it was as if God finally said, thank you. (laughs) He said, thank you for taking your grip off of something that was never yours in the first place. Oh, that's powerful. Okay. So four years later, I released my book, Limitless, The Life You Were Meant to Live. And this is a book. That I never planned to write. It is a message that I didn't even know I needed to hear. I had been a Christian for decades. This is the point. By any normal standards, I was a deeply committed Christian. I was a pastor's kid, a hugely successful, according to all standards. See? well, you know if you're if you're looking at those metrics, yeah, but I'll tell you, the metrics are changing now, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was misguided. And for many years, I was focused on what I needed to do for God, what I needed to do for God. And I worked hard and I did my very best and I poured out my life to serve him, but it became a grinding duty with no beauty. And I cannot pinpoint the season it happened, but the Christian life, and nobody teaches it better than you, the Christian life became more about my performance and my accomplishments for God rather than about his love for me. That little word for almost killed me. What are you going to do for God? If it's about what you're going to do for God, then you're never going to feel like you do much. And when I lost the focus of your message God's grace. Yeah. When I lost the focus, I lost my joy. Listen, there's some of you watching right now, you've lost the focus and you wonder, why have I lost my joy? I've lost my strength. I've lost my delight. I have lost my security. And many people right there, they are striving just like that in their own efforts. That's where I was rather than thriving in God's grace. So my book, Limitless, really is that message. It will transform the way you look at God's grace and empower you to live a free and a full life, the life that you were meant to live. And we can talk about uh, captured by grace, but, uh, but I don't think we have time. We got plenty of programs. We're going to have you on again next week. I get to come back. Yes, you do for several weeks. We're oh going to my try to goodness!
0: Do this and just enjoy. It. I think it's so necessary because I think so many people have come to the place. Yeah. You know, as I listen to your story, it's a lot like mine, even family wise. You, you've got six uh, in your family. There's seven siblings. You know, there's six, seven of us, and I have six other siblings. But you know, I, I believe there are people that are listening today that are tired and weary. Talk about it. They're burned out, you know. Matthew eleven said, "Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burned out on religion?" Talk about it. Walk with me. Work with me. See how I do it. And he said, "I'll teach you the unforced rhythm of grace." And uh, you know, I've, I've I've got so I I've been enjoying the journey. You know, the, I, I you know I, I I said this this morning in a service. I said, "If heaven is like where you go to church at, do you really want to go there?" <laughs> Just a thought I thought to tell you, people if you don't like my thoughts, have some of your own, you know. But we, what we've done is we've made religion something that's become a thief to our lives. But really, the real gospel gives you back your life because Jesus didn't say, "I came to give you a ticket to heaven and to get out of hell for you He said, "I came to give you a life and that more." Abundantly. And that's what we call this program that you might have life is that he came to give us back our life. And the gospel is really not about just how I can get from here to there. And I do believe there's a there, but it's about how I can get what's happening there to operate here. Say it. And, uh, you know, because the scripture says it because of the abundance of grace and the gift, the gift of righteousness. Here's the kingdom word. We can reign in life by one Christ Jesus, and I think we're going to come back and talk about some of this stuff as you as we talk about your book, uh, "Captured by Grace," a powerful book. I just finished reading it back uh, through the fall and decided I wanted to have you on because of that. And and just talk about we're going to talk about uh, post traumatic religious stress disorder, which is <laughs> a term that you have uh, kind of you know coined the phrase for, and I, it'll be such a blessing for you. Make make sure you take time uh, to set your DVO or to watch these because we also archive them on YouTube. If you miss any of these programs, you can go back. There's a link uh, on our website, the website's on the screen. And if you just go to our website in the upper right hand corner, there's direct links to our YouTube channel. There's a direct link to our podcast. Pastor Ben will be, the audio portions of this will be on our podcast, on our YouTube channel that are archived there. Share them with your friends, share them on Facebook. There's an RSS feed for your Android device, but we want you to, to just tune in again next week, because I think this, tell your pastor to tune in. If he's struggling, if he's worried, this is the most difficult time in the world, probably to pastor. And I think you'll be blessed by this. But let me just say, take a few moments, if you would, to call the number on that screen, and uh, sow an offering into our yes. seed into the ministry to help us to, to be able to take the gospel around the world. There's also a scan code where you could just take your phone and scan that mm-hmm. code and it'll take you directly to a link where you can give with the scan code on your uh, thing. There, there would be a place also you can order his books and all of those kinds of things. You can write a check or uh, money order, send it to the address that'll come on the screen. And we appreciate you taking the moment to be able to do that. We do need your help. God bless you and thank you for joining us again this week on the program. And don't forget to write and tune in next week. God bless you. I am excited to announce the release of my latest book titled The Great I Am. In this book, we will explore the seven times in the Gospel of John that Jesus says, I am. When he uses that phrase, it is always in contrast to something from the Old Covenant.